Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com the Late Lunch, brought to you by Blackstone Motors' Summer Sales Event. Get low as can be, APR, zero deposit, and finance arranged within four hours. There's never been a better time to get to Blackstone Motors, Dundalk, Drogheda, or Cavan. You're very welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. It's been so popular all week and we have the final prize today. Yes, Signature Furniture, they're having their big uh, the stock disposal sale at the moment ends Monday at 6 o'clock and we have a prize today for them. It's lovely. Will I tell you, it's worth €800. Euro. It's a four foot six double-sized divan bed with fabric base, headboard and pocket-sprung mattress. So, nice prize. I'll give you your clues. There's three of them. We're looking for three words and I'll come back to that shortly. Lots of chat on the show today. If you're having trouble with your mortgage or repayments, you'll want to stay with us on Late Lunch and also... No music at the gate this year. What's happening with the FLA? Dara O'Haley, the founder of Music at the Gate, is with us on the show today. And don't forget our numbers 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text or 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. Yes, if you haven't been away this year yet, if the children are saying, folks, are we going anywhere on holidays? You'll want to hear what my next guest has to say. Yes, she's one of our valued regulars. It's Sandra Finnegan from Globe Travel. Sandra, great to see you again. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thank I think you. I'll actually do the weather with you first <laughs> <laughs> because enjoy the last day of it, folks. It looks like the rain is coming. Yeah, there's a bit of a break on the way. There is. Is there still time? Just let's start there for a moment. About, like, there's a month ago, roughly, till schools are back. Do you write it off entirely, or is there anything you can No, pick no, up? there's value still to be got out there, Jerry. Like, for example, the Greek islands on the 25th of August, we've got there for €368. Euro. Uh, for the family favourites, Lanzarote is still there the same weekend at 4.33 per person, which is super value because yeah. a lady told me yesterday she priced four nights in Galway for a family of four and it was €2,000. So you're getting Lanzarote for a week with guaranteed sunshine. So there are deals there still. And if you're last minute Lucy, as I called them, yeah. <laughs> give Sandra and the crew a shout. There's... There is scope there to get away before they're There's back at still school. still great value. Turkey back on the radar again, coming in around €500 Euro on the weekend of the 17th of August. Sunny Beach in Bulgaria, 549 Tenerife, one of the favourites, they're at 599 uh, Salou, which is always great for the families because you've got the theme park and Portaventura Park and Ferrari World at 499 Okay, so lots there and lots of suggestions there and lovely places to go to pick up that guaranteed sunshine before they head back to the books. And it will fly around, you know, the way time passes. 
Let me talk to you about this for a moment because I would say you're getting a lot of questions on it because Brexit, it's looking increasingly likely unless something, you know, out of the blue happens that the UK could crash out of the European Union on the 31st of October and it's only 90-something days away at this stage. Are, are you looking at the impact? Of course you're concerned, Jerry. You know, for starters, security queues, uh, passport control coming through. You know, we... They stand in line at EU and it's the same when you're going through the UK. So for passengers maybe heading to the Caribbean, going via Gatwick or Heathrow, yes, it is a concern. What do we do? Do we need to allow extra connecting time? Are we going to need a visa like an ETA like the Americans or the Canadians have? We really don't know. Um, And until, you know... Somebody said last night there's seven, was it, was there 70,000 legislation things that have to be got through in relation to, and travel is going to be up there. It's a big concern. And Ryanair this week, of course, Michael O'Leary talking directly to his staff. It looks like layoffs there with pilots. Yeah, he's going with to have staff. 900 layoff, 500 pilots, 400 cabin crew. You lay them off because you reduce rate, you reduce um, flight schedules. So if there was four flights to Malaga a day, is he going to drop that down to three? Faro, you know, he's going to have to reduce, you know, routes to reduce staff numbers. Okay, so watch this space, but he seems to be uh, paving the way as well for maybe cutbacks. And that will all impact where there's less flights. Absolutely, less flights. As less flights, flights become more expensive. You know, if they give a lot of volume, then flights are cheap. And he's putting it down to cost. They release their profit warning for the first quarter and it's way down on last year. So, OK, so they are uh, making preparations as an awful lot of people are. If we're, let's move on back and get back on track with, with, with breakaways. Right, we're into August now and we'll be into the autumn of the year here and the year turning. If you were looking for sunshine and leaving aside the canaries for, say, September, October time, anywhere else worth considering? Uh, We now have a direct flight to Paphos in Cyprus, one of my favourite islands, four times a week with Ryanair. Um, Hotel accommodation is very reasonably priced and you can do lovely luxury winter breaks in Cyprus at very good value for money. And the weather, it's nice. The weather, I would say 10 months of the year, you've got fabulous weather in Cyprus. Like you're nearly as far south as Tel Aviv, you Mm. know, you're you're bordering. So that's an alternative that you like. Yeah, that's a beautiful one. Morocco, super value for money. Uh, Excellent standard hotels. Could do a nice combination of Agadir and Marrakesh. Do a two centre there. That would be a little bit of culture and a little bit of beach. Just as we're talking, hi Jerry. Where would Sandra recommend for a mid-October with nice weather? Again, back to Cyprus, Absolutely, definitely. definitely. Morocco to consider yeah. also yeah. as well. And back to the old reliables. South of Spain, even October is normally pretty good. And Italy. What about the the tip down Sicily? Wait, the weather changes, doesn't it, with Italy? Yeah, very, very quickly. You know, it's amazing. I would say no later than late September. Okay, for there. So Cyprus listener today, I'll go for Cyprus. I've never been. Oh, it's a beautiful island. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. And well south as well. And it's great. And you can drive on the same side of the road and go round the island. It's super. (laughs) That would suit me, I can tell you. Oh my God, how anyone copes with that continental driving. But that's that's a good plus point for it as well. And it's a beautiful island. The city of Nicosia and Larnaca are stunning up into the Trudos Mountains. Great wine, great food, lovely shopping. 
beautiful island. No, I had a question for you, which we held over from the last time. It was about Australia. And we ha- somebody was asking, what would Sandra recommend from all your experience is the best way to get there? Who to fly with? OK, well, probably my two favourite airlines uh, for travel because of in-flight service is Emirates who are absolutely excellent connections through Dubai. So you have loads of gateways, whether it's Sydney, Perth, Brisbane, Melbourne. Um, and a little stopover in Dubai is always a plus. Uh, the other option is Etihad Airways. And they have the unique offer for people travelling with families. They have a nanny on board, which is great. So if you're on that flight, Jerry, for 22 <laughs> hours uh, or 12, 14 hours from Abu Dhabi down, and you want to try and eat and you've got a baby with you or you've got toddlers. The nanny on board, you know, colours with them, takes the children while you eat your food and it doesn't cost any extra. So it's a real plus. That's a real uh, boon, isn't it, for oh, parents look, to have Particularly that you, if you're going with three kids mm. and there's only two of you and you're trying to feed the kids or get them to sleep or if you've got a crying baby, it can be very disturbing to other passengers and that's why they've put this nanny on board. There's normally two on every long haul flight and it's a great plus. And that's for, you know, all classes of passengers, economy, business and first. How long would you need realistically? You need to have a, a stint in Australia, isn't it? Three Depends weeks what a you month. What you want to do, Jerry? I would say minimum three weeks to yeah. a month. You know, and time of year, like they're the reverse of our they're seasons the reverse here. Of us, so just depending on what you're looking for, you know, and it's a great combination of combining Australia and New Zealand together. So that would be a perfect, give yourself five or six weeks and do it that way. Uh, you can break the journey. Um, so, for example, if you went to Cathay Pacific, you can stop in Hong Kong. If you went to Qatar Airways, you could stop in Doha. There's loads of different options or Qantas, you know, you could stop in Bali. It Depending on what you want to do. Uh, also, you know, I did a honeymoon recently for somebody who's looking for something different and we did Australia, New Zealand and a cruise. And you can cruise from New Zealand to Australia and fab. She's the queen of cruises. Queen uh, she of still cruises. hasn't got me on one yet, but ah, she is certainly there, the queen. Yeah. She's not giving up, I can tell you. You've picked a city to focus on and really more than a city today you want to talk about. Well, it's a city with so much to offer because you're, you know, you're on the coast and that's the city of Lisbon. Um, I personally wouldn't stay in the city if I was going for a week. I would go out, which I have done and stayed in the resort of Qashqai. It's absolutely stunning. It's 45 minutes from Lisbon Airport. Uh, We can organise a private transfer or a shuttle for you. Or you could do a two centre, do the resort for four or five days and two nights in Lisbon. Um, And for you that's such a sports fanatic, uh, Jerry, you know, go to visit the Stadium of Lights. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. It's one of the big football venues in in the world. Flight-wise from Dublin, it's a short flight, is it? It's a short flight, two hours, 15 minutes. You've got three airlines flying there. You've Aer Lingus, Ryanair and Air Portugal. Now, the city is one thing you mentioned, and the city is beautiful, and I was just looking at it, some history, and there's so much going for it, hasn't it? Absolutely, you know, you know, a, a big port as well, um, shopping, um, the antique shops, the castle in the centre of the city, there's just so much, it's beautiful. The out, outlying areas, though, you have the coast right beside you there, and there's Estoril, what are the other places? And Qashqai. Okay, th- those two places there. Beautiful beaches. I never realised how how gorgeous it was. Absolutely. You know, stunning sandy beaches on the Atlantic. So you're not getting the mad, intense heat of the Mediterranean. For those who don't like, you know, 
overly hot temperatures, September and June are perfect months for that. One of the top 10 cities to visit in the world. Would you agree with that? That seems to be the assessment of Lisbon. And you can get around the city so easily by tram which is really, really easy. You know, you'd nearly think it was like Amsterdam or San Francisco, mm. just hopping in and off the tram. Beautiful old antique shops, gorgeous restaurants. Mm. And you could do some lovely vineyard tours from there. And you can also go to Porto from there, which you could do a nice combination of Lisbon and Porto. Fatima ain't too far away Fatima, either. for those of us who need a few prayers, um, yeah, you can do it from there. It'd take you about an hour and a half. What time of year do you say again? Is it early and late with the summer heat in the middle or what? Summer heat, you know, I would say June, early July, end of August and the month of September are the perfect times. It gets rain, I see, outside of that. Outside, it can. Yeah, it gets a bit of rain. Yeah. yeah, but it's a mild, it's a mild it's a climate, mild really, climate isn't it, all year round? It's fair to say it's a very safe city as well. Extremely safe city. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's kind of surrounded by walls as well, which is beautiful. And and the people are, are just so friendly. And the seafood is fantastic. Well, that's music to my ears for, for sure. Um, it's not a big city population wise, about half a million, I think, or so people yeah, live in it. So, yeah, but yeah. it's the most populated city in Portugal. In Portugal. Yeah. You know, it's a country I've never been to. You have to go. Never. Like, you and you know, I've been with... And the, the wine is great, Jerry. Is it? <laughs> that, that sort of does help uh, for uh, a visit to a place. So all in all, between the, the beaches in the West, the city itself and Lisbon, highly recommended. Highly recommended and a very easy country for driving in as well. And if you wanted to do a bit of a combination to do... Uh, and actually, you could take a fantastic rail link between Lisbon and Porto. So you could fly into one and fly back back out of the other and take the train in between the two if you didn't want to drive. Mm. Now, we're only at the the start of August, but the year shuttles on uh, as it does. Is it too early to consider if you're thinking people are, and you know this, the Christmas markets have become a big thing with people leaving Ireland. Christmas Is it too markets, early? again, coming in around 2 already uh, for Prague and Krakow. Uh, Madrid, super value for money and beautiful Christmas markets. But the Christmas markets in Madrid don't start until the 6th of December. So you need to go that little bit later. Lapland is there, folks, uh, and it's on sale at the moment. Again, last year we had a, a, a situation where there was no snow. So we were recommended for people, if you go into Lapland, try and go mid to mid-December from the 12th, 14th of December onwards. And there is availability still there. Sports events all of the time. The Premier League starts back the week Liverpool, after next. The week that they listed, we had a, we had a list of passengers looking to book the Liverpool trips already. And almost sold out already for the season. You see, when you win the Champions win, League you yep. and you're back up there again, yep, they they are so much in demand. Question there for you. Where does Sandra stand on, on taking children out from school to go on holidays? That's a bit of a political question, but I suppose it's a, it's a dilemma that people have. Or maybe even late going back in at the start of the new term. Well, I've always cheated myself, Jerry, to save a few bob. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't. I think when they're, they're small, it's not a big issue. I know schools can be quite strict. If they're exam years, obviously, that's a no, factor. no. Yeah. But when they're when they're toddlers, you know, they're mm. they're not running off to Oxford. You know, I'd yeah, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> Another one there for you, Austria, Sandra. Where to go? Where would you recommend Austria? Uh, Austria at the moment, the offers that are there at the moment are incredible. But it's only on sale until the middle of August, and then it's finished until the ski resorts 
opens up again on the end of December. We've had amazing value for money, four ninety nine for Austria based on bed and breakfast and five ninety nine on half board for a week. They're only Wednesday departures, so that may not suit everybody. Uh, but certainly it's a lovely option. And uh, again, it's uh, still plenty of time. I want to come back to that again with Sandra and tell you that there's still plenty of time you're thinking of something late before the summer holidays kick in. Anything else with us today or anything else for us? No, believe it or not, 2020, if you can believe it, is on sale. You're joking me. selling well. The amount of people who have actually booked like for September, October 2020 and I'm saying, my God, we haven't even got to 19 yet. Yeah. Yeah. But people do look that far ahead. They look that far ahead and they get amazing value for money and they get free children's places. And on some of the cruise offers, they're giving flights for a euro, which is really well worth considering. Oh, well, that absolutely is a giveaway. So on it goes every day of the year for this year, next year and beyond. If you want to talk to Sandra or the crew at Globe, it's 0419837791 or you can check them out on the website globetravel.ie. Until the next time, I'm going to have to do Lisbon after talking to you today and you've been glowing and waxing lyrical about it. I will have to do it sometime and take Portugal off my list. Sandra Finnegan from Globe, thank you. Thanks, Jerry. Picture House, Sunburst, late lunch, Friday afternoon. I have to say, I absolutely love that song. It lifts me spirits every time I hear it. And what an appropriate song after having a chat with Sandra Finnegan from Globe Travel about holidays. Late lunch, LMFM radio time for our giveaway. And it's the final one of the week because you know Signature Furniture, Dramiskin Castle Bellingham, are having their annual stock disposal sale right now. It finishes on Monday. Time's running out. You need to check it out. Six o'clock Monday evening. It's all over. So if you're looking for sofas, chairs, dining beds, mattresses, or even occasional furniture, the people at Signature will look after you, I promise you. Today's prize in the competition, listen to this, it's a complete four foot six double sized divan set, fabric base and headboard board and pocket sprung mattress. You'll never get out of the bed. I said it yesterday and I say it again today, but you won't. It's worth a euro short of eight hundred euros, seven ninety nine, and it could be yours today on late lunch. Three little phrases with one word missing in each. So you need the three words. And I'm going to give you the first one now, the second one in a while and the third one. I am not repeating them. I'm not repeating them today. So you need to get all three. So here's your first one. I'll read a little phrase. There's a word missing. Write it down. Keep a note of it. Then there'll be number two and number three. And then you get in touch with us with all three words, your name and details. So here you go. Are you ready up? And the uh, word is something to do with house or home. I'm fed up being walked all over and treated like a door. What? The last word in that little phrase. I'm fed up being walked all over and treated like a door. What's the word I'm looking for? That's your first. Two more to come. Louise, we're getting more holidays. We are. Well, we're not. (laughs) We are. And we're also going to sicken a lot of people here. We are. We are. We are are getting more. We are. Go on, tell us. Tell us. Tell us the story. Well, Ireland's third largest beer company introduces life leave for its staff. So Molson Coors, who um, they brew like Coors Light and Carling and that kind of thing. They brought in an initiative which offers staff up to two weeks extra 
paid leave annually on top of their leave already. Okay. It's called Life Leave and it forms a key part of the Brewer's new Moments That Matters programme. So how would I get this leave? What, how would I qualify for it? it? Just you have to be an employee of them. But he's, they say it can be used for anything from taking time to settle in a new puppy at home, moving house, studying for an exams or days leading up to the wedding. You have to get your false tan, Jerry. <laughs> I don't need a false one. Look at the colour of these cheeks. <laughs> That's true. It's nothing to do with tan, it's pressure. You've been out. You've been out while everyone else is grafting. So the brewers, Moulson, what's their, what's their names? Yeah, I, I know them. They do Coors and things like that. Moulson they, Coors. Yeah, they yeah they're are, based in Cork. All right, yeah. So two weeks life leave. Yeah, on top of their already 32 days that they gave their staff. 32? Mm. I presume that includes bank holidays. I presume so. Oh, God, if it doesn't, yeah. I'll tell you it's the place to be. So there'll never be. We'll apply for a transfer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll drink it for you. <laughs> and take the two weeks' holidays as well. No bother. We'd love it. Yeah, Sandra arranged travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back and home from work. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my. Yes, yeah, so there you go. be great. It. So, life. That'll be 30, 40, nearly 50 days off a year. Ah, sure. That's the, that's the type of place you'd want to be, isn't it? Mm. And then go back to Bruin. Beer. <laughs> I wonder will it catch on. Having a on? Simpson moment. Will it catch on? Will it catch on? I doubt it. Have me doubts, haven't I? Yeah, you would have to have your, your doubts about it. But look, when you think of it, you know, leave in general, it, it's fantastic to have have leave and a decent, you know, a decent amount of leave. And I often think of America. Well, you know, leave is tiny if you, if you work. Is it? Oh, my word. Very little leave in America compared to here. I think like in some places you might get two weeks in the year. Well, that's it. That's it. Now they get Christmas Day off and Thanksgiving, of course, with their turkeys and all that type of thing. But and a few other national holidays. But I think leave is. I mean, I'm positive almost about that. That in America, the quantity of leave people get is small. They don't take as much leave. They work, work, work. That's God, the philosophy. I'm sick of a lot. Oh yeah. Well done to Moulton Coors. Two weeks life leave. And if you're looking for any new staff, <laughs> give us a ring. 041 1850 715 958 if you're listening this afternoon. Headington News and weather at two o'clock. Your second clue to come in the signature competition just after two. And then it hasn't gone away, you know. What are we talking about? Mortgage debt. Here's your second little phrase in the Signature Furniture Competition. Are you listening? Get the pen out, write this down, record it, do whatever you have to do. So I'm looking for another word here and it's to do with house or home and it's in this sentence. So here you go. Get off your backside and do something instead of being an something critic. Get off your backside and do something instead of being a what critic. What kind of a critic are you when you sit in your backside and do nothing? What's the word we're looking for? Take note, one more to come. Happy days. The crash is but a distant memory. We're all sorted. There's not a bother out there. Not on your life, says Rosalind Doherty from the Financial Foundation. Yes, she specialises in mortgage arrears, repossessions and debt management. And she's been writing about it lately on Drogheda Life. And she's with us today on the show. Rosalind, it's great to see you again on Late Lunch. Jerry, how are you? Thanks for having me Not at all. You were on my claw and uh, when I saw the piece, it just reminded me to give you a shout and have a chat again. Nothing could be further from the truth that the garden is rosy. Far from it, far from it. Um, every day I hear stories of, you know, banks chasing people, looking for repossession of their family home. 
um, you know, and people who are that they're living in fear. This is the point I want to get across today: how fearful people are of the banks. Um, people who have done nothing wrong, their circumstances have changed. Um, you know, we all go through life changes where families have broken down. Uh, that may, may have been a bereavement, which would knock the family sideways. And mentally, pe- people are dealing with life on a day-to-day basis, then having to deal with a mortgage and the fear factor of the possibility of losing your home. What have you seen, like, in a, a, on a human level? How desperate are people? What are people driven to? I hate to say this, but it's a fact. I have had people describe to me their attempts at suicide and what they did and... You know, maybe they hadn't carried it through, but they have seriously thought about it. They went so far and then pulled back. Um, unfortunately, I have heard of one or two realities where suicides have been successful, if you like, which is a horrible term to use. But again, it is the reality. People are they're going short on their groceries. Um, I may have mentioned this before, but the saddest thing I ever heard when a, a dad said to me, you know, when his four children have finished eating whatever's left in their plates, he then eats that. And this is try and sustain a mortgage that is, A, probably on a massive, massive interest rate, which is something I will discuss that we can look at reducing, um, and trying to sustain a payment that they cannot sustain. And then on top of that, they have mortgage arrears, credit cards, credit unions, all these other debts, and people chasing them for money. So people are at breaking point. And you know yourself, if you can't function mentally, like, you know, you can't go in and do your job properly. It affects, it's a knock-on effect the whole way through. We've had pips appointed. We've heard the stories of banks engaging with people and trying to do their best. And, you know, there's been write-downs, we've been told. Is it not working? The days of write-downs and split mortgages are unfortunately gone. And the reason for that is, like... Two to three years ago, properties were still in negative equity. So it was in the bank's favour maybe to park some of the mortgage or write it off and then put the customer into an arrangement. But as the equity has come up in all the properties, the banks are seeing like either their their only resolution is the customer pays full capital and interest, which is the full mortgage payment, or look to repossess. A lot of the vulture funds now as well are pushing for mortgage to rent, which my option, I, my preference would be to get a deal in place for the customers. If all else fails, mortgage to rent is there for, for the clients as well. What's the downside of mortgage to rent? You lose your house. Surrendering your home, thats to me that is the only, the only, only downside. Now, if you look at the, uh, mortgage to rent, basically you only surrender it temporarily, so for five years. If you surrender your home, you become a tenant in the property you be, and you pay a, a weekly rent. Now, some people are paying one two thousand €2,000 a month for their mortgage. Their rent through mortgage rent could be maybe €50 Euro a week, depending on what's coming into okay, the Okay, so that's home. a huge break you get and you stay in the house. It's a huge break. Now, after five years of residency in the house, the customers, if their circumstances have changed, they do have the option to buy the property back. And people are saying, how am I going to get a new mortgage? Nobody knows what's going to happen over the course of five years. Yes, both people could be in jobs. There could be better incomes coming into the house. But also a benefit of the mortgage to rent is that your mortgage is written down once you sign over to mortgage to rent. Sorry, a certain amount would be written off. Okay. So say, for example, your outstanding mortgage is 260,000. That may be sold. Your house may be sold to an approved housing body or a private company for 180,000. So if you go to buy the property back, 
you buy it at the 180,000 and not at the original mortgage amount of 260. That's a, so a good So in effect aspect. it's a write off yeah. as such. Um you do temporarily surrender the home, but the, the, the very fact that you can go and buy it back after five years, is, it's a major saving grace for, for some customers. Would you say to me you'd like to get in from your professional point of view before that happens? So what are you trying to do where somebody is in trouble at that? What are you trying to do? Renego- look for a write-down? Renegotiate the interest rates? The term what? Well, when a customer comes to me, basically I look at the mortgage balance, the arrears, the interest rate and the term of the mortgage. Um. One particular customer I had last week was on a massive rate of 5.79%. Now, when I recalculated that at a rate of 3%, it saved the lady €104,000 over the the course of her mortgage. Now, it's a 32-year term. That's a massive amount of money. Massive. So before I I prepare her financial statement and negotiate with the banks, I will look for that interest rate to be reduced firstly, which will bring down her monthly payments, possibly by about 400 a month. And will they do that? Absolutely, absolutely. Why aren't they being proactive and going to that woman and saying, listen... Unless you pick up the phone and ask your lender, can you look at my interest rate? They won't offer it out to you on a plate. So, as I said, four and a half, five percent is a massive, massive interest rate. When I, I have some customers who are on 0.5% because they're on trackers and they can't be taken yeah. off it. But definitely, first port of call, if you're going to speak to your lender, ask them if you're on an interest rate above 3%, what can they do about that? So that's the first thing to do. You're obviously successful in what you do. You start there and then you go in and look at what's owed, arrears, etc. Is it always put together and then the whole amount is there as their scope to... Yes, everything is put together in one big financial statement. So it's basically what the customer has coming in each month and their outgoings. I just want to stipulate to people today, above all debts, prioritise your mortgage. Um, I suppose the worst thing you can do is ignore it, bury your head in the sand and not pay. If €50 is all you can afford to pay in a particular month, pay it. Never, Never skip a month. Always try and get something in. Because when we go to negotiate, the bank will always look back on the customer's history and see if they have made any attempt. And if you only pay 50, they know, even through hard times, you've tried to make some kind of contribution to your mortgage. So they will be more proactive in offering out a restructure if you're showing some kind of, you know, consistency as well and the very fact that you want to keep your home. Well, there's been a high-profile case with a lady in the media lately where, you know, there hasn't been payments made for quite a number of years yes. and we see what's happening yes. there. They've gone for the juggler, really. Yes. And uh, is that the modus operandi if you ignore them? If you ignore them, yes. Um, and what, what the banks will do is start repossession or legal proceedings. Now, straight away, 5,000, 6,000 euro will go into your own mortgage account even before you go into court, which is very, very, very unfair. So the customer is being charged for, for being brought into court by the banks and treated like criminal, which, is, yeah, it's it's frustrating, but this is the reality. And they're allowed to do it and they get away with it. So what they're doing is basically compounding the customer's problem, adding more interest, legal fees, charges onto their account, and the balance that the customer owes is going up rather than down. You have obviously a close relationship with the main financial institutions. They know who you are. You're dealing with numerous cases. You have for a number of years as well. Yes, yeah. They know what you're about. Yes, I deal um, mostly with the legal teams within all of the the financial institutions. So I go straight to the top, if you like. 
Um, I don't deal really with the arrear support units who basically are there just to gather information. So when I submit in a proposal, I ensure that, you know, there's not one piece of paper missing that any case manager can come back and question or, you know, they can see when I present my case and the options for the customer that it's also in the bank's interest to do an, put an arrangement in place as well as the customer's. My opinion also is, look, I know everybody hates the banks and everything, but they, they do not want people out of the homes. They do not. They, they would rather do a restructure than have somebody out in the street. What about vulture funds? You know, these are, oh, the big bad bogey have come into Ireland. They've bought over so many from permanent TSB. They own these. They want us out. The vulture funds want they, you out. No, no. I would say they are changing basically because they know they're not going to get away with what they wanted to do when they came into Ireland at first, which was go for the jugular, go and get these houses, quick turnaround, flip them, sell them, get them out. And that means the people were going to be homeless. But the legislation at the moment, I, I know Pierce Doherty, um, Sinn Féin, is looking at all this. It's going through the doll. They're trying to put more and more protection there for customers when their mortgages are sold to vulture funds. I have found, particularly in the last 12 months, vulture funds are, they have eased up. Um, they are looking to restructure. Um, and a lot of them are looking at mortgage to rent options now for customers, whereby 12 months ago, if you went to a vulture fund, that was it. You know, so the the playing field is kind of levelling out. And I believe it's because they know they cannot get away with what they wanted to do. You say prioritise your mortgage. Now, we know the rates on credit card debt are, you know, if crazy. you leave that, it's crazy as crazy. well. Are you saying leave that aside and then... Credit cards are, they're a secondary non-priority debt. Yes, it still hangs there. But when I negotiate, I know the interest rates are 30, 35%. Massive. But when I submitted my financial statement to the institutions and show we need to, to, to freeze this. So they freeze the interest, they hold the balance as it is. And in effect, they, they will write off debts. I did get, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of diverting here, but, um, a debit card debt there of 22 grand was written down to 1,000 euro. Like, so they are there to, to play ball. OK, and you bring all debts into the all equation debts. along with the mortgage. Yeah. Rosalind is staying with us on late lunch. Rosalind Doherty from the Financial Foundation. If you have a question, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Stay with us on late lunch. Rosalind Doherty from the Financial Foundation is with me on late lunch and we're talking about debt, the serious matter of debt that's out there. And just again to say... This is widespread, Rosalind. This is just not a, a tiny minority. Absolutely not. And it's all age ranges from 30 up to reti- people who are due to retire. So, yeah, I deal with everybody from all walks of life, ages. Um, as I said previously, it's, it's circumstances and life changes which have pushed the majority of people into, into serious mortgage arrears and debt. Question from a listener. My daughter changed her job. Her wages went down, but this job does have very good prospects and her Mm -hmm. wage will go up. On my advice, I told her she should speak to the mortgage company. She has a house and request a lower repayment for a couple of years until her money goes back up. But she was told, no, we are struggling big time. We can't do anything for you. Okay. well, first of all, can I just ask if that lady can call me and I'll try and guide her as best as best I can. Um, She did the right thing there by being proactive and approaching the banks. Again, it depends on the lender. And this this is something that really does infuriate me. Every lender is different. They're all supposed to operate under the same mortgage arrears um, resolution process. They do, Well, they do. They carry out, you know, the paperwork and everything correctly. But 
dependent on your lender that depends on what kind of a structure you're going to get or who's going to listen to you. Okay, we'll give out Rosalind's number at the end and if 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 you're that person that sent us that message, have a pen handy and you'll be able to take it down and we'll have it here off the main number, 1850-715-958. Talk to me a bit about insolvency because there is a view that, you know, when trouble hits and certain maybe state agencies or people look at this, they say, go down the insolvency route or even PIPs advising you, things like that. Yeah, well, I, I have found probably 90% of my customers have already been through um, state ag- agencies, which are backed by, by the government and funded. Um, straight away, they're told you're insolvent, you need to go down the insolvency route. Now, when I look at their file and, you know, they can afford their mortgage, uh, it's just about the restructuring. In my opinion, state agencies that are that I hear are are good for small debtors, so people who maybe don't have a mortgage they're renting, but they owe on three or four credit cards. They can deal with that kind of debt, but to date, I have not had a person who has successfully got a restructure by going through the state agencies or insolvency practitioners. Interesting. What about interest-only loans? People sit on these. And, you know, for a lot of them now, they're long-term. For some reason, banks and financial institutions haven't really come after people if the interest has been paid. Now, it's small, especially if you're on a tracker as well. A lot of these went to investment properties, we have to say. What do you make of them? You know, the day of reckoning is going to arrive, Rosalind? It is 2022. I reckon that I don't have the exact figures, unfortunately, but there are thousands of interest-only mortgages that are going to expire. Um, Now, these mortgages were handed out in the height of the boom. So, you know yourself, getting a mortgage 10 years ago was so easy. You could say you were renting a room, you had extra income, and they were handed out willy-nilly. Um, so people who are paying €200 Euro a month and have been for the past 10 years are in for some land, unfortunately. When that mortgage expires, their term expires and it goes up to full capital and payments. You know, and they really have paid nothing off their mortgage in the past 10 years. So it, it is still something that can be negotiated. Um, the, all the interest-only mortgages seem to be off the bank's radar at the moment, but they will surface. And as I said, 2022 the, has been earmarked for thousands of mortgages to expire. So there's another tsunami coming and be ready for it with this. Yes, I don't like the word tsunami um, or avalanche or anything like that or scaremongering because what my point I really want to get across is if you negotiate, if you speak to your lender, you know, there is the possibility of having some kind of restructure on your account. Even if... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today, and there are people today who've dug their heads into the sand and they just throw mm. everything away. Mm-hmm. They don't ne- negotiate. They don't engage. Is it? Is there ever a time that it's all lost and you're a hopeless case? Absolutely not. People have come to me with repossession orders on their homes and, and the repossession may have been granted five years ago, but the banks have not enforced it. So it just sits there. Now, it does stay on the property for 12 years, but even at the at the stage of repossession being granted, banks are still looking to negotiate and I have had quite a bit of success with one particular bank which was all over the media last year for trying to get you know, people out of a family home um, down the country. I, I think we all know the story. Yes. Um, but they are still so willing to, to look and renegotiate. Even at that late stage. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there is always hope. Mm-hmm. You have some tips to give us before you go today. What are your top tips? Yes. So when you ring your bank, okay, be confident. Don't let them scaremonger you. If you're not happy with the agent that you're speaking to, just say, look, can I be transferred to somebody else? Absolutely no problem there. Um, make sure you go to a licensed and qualified advisor. Um, you know, don't pick up the phone and just ring somebody that because you heard they were good. You need to find somebody who's regulated and authorised, carries the right qualifications and can deal with debt. As I said earlier, pay something. If you can only afford €50 Euro a month, pay it towards your mortgage. Prioritise your mortgage above all other debts. So credit unions, credit cards, all those, they, they, they're secondary but prioritise your mortgage. Don't be afraid to let the bank know what your your living expenses are. So, I mean, you know, don't be afraid to say what petrol you put into your car. You bring your kids to the cinema. We are allowed to, to live as well as pay our mortgage. And I suppose the last bit of advice is engage, 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 engage with your, your lender. There's a question for you. Uh, it's related to, to what you do as well. Did you ever hear this before? Can you tell me why my daughter has been refused mortgage protection insurance because she's overweight? Health, you know, coming down, uh, there may be other health conditions as well. It's not an area I deal with, but uh, yeah, obviously I do look at uh, insurance policies that my my clients do have. And, you know, I would recommend that they always have a policy there to protect them in the event of anything happening. But shop around if, you know, that might have been one particular um, insurance company that had a certain regulation there regarding weight. But definitely shop around. Or again, if this lady would like to pass a number on to me, I can put her in touch with somebody who looks after insurance policies and see if there anything that can be done. So don't be afraid. Don't fear. No, no. Why be afraid? You've done nothing wrong. No shame, no embarrassment. These are the words that are always banded around. People hide all this from their families. You know, just do not be afraid. You've dealt with a lot of cases. You, you, you will deal with more. Will this ever be put to bed for people? You know, is it just how long is a piece of string? You know, and, and then there's worries, you know, with the heating economy at the moment. Now, they have, as you know, lending rules have been much tighter in recent times. Do you see that? You see, the big question I'm trying to get yeah. to... Would we ever go down this road again? It's next to impossible really to get a mortgage at the moment unless you have a huge lump of money behind you and, you you know, you're earning 60, 70, 80 grand a year. So 
in, in effect, in that sense, you know, the banks have kind of stepped up to the mark and looked for, you know, people in good, solid jobs in order to, to offer a mortgage. But they're also kind of wiping out people on lower incomes who can afford a mortgage, but they just don't meet the criteria of the banks. There's a there's a lot of work ahead of us, a lot of work ahead still. of us. Still? Still, yeah, unfortunately. This hasn't passed. Um, so that is the message today. But Rosalind and Arilka are working away. And you heard what she has to say. This can be dealt with no matter where you are, no matter what situation you find yourself in. Will you give out your details there, how people can contact you? Sure. Um, the company name is The Financial Foundation. We're based in Lawrence Street in Drogheda, but deal with customers throughout the country. Uh, telephone number 041 Uh We're on Facebook and we have... Um, website. A web- a website. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't remember the word. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. We have a website. Your head's be dazzled yes. with all the figures and Packs information and you're giving us. Yeah. So please yeah, give me a call. I'm going to keep the lines open tomorrow, Saturday. It's bank holiday weekend and I don't I'd rather people rang and spoke to me than carry this throughout the weekend Okay. so if I can reassure anybody at all you know it just makes my job so worthwhile you're doing a great one and keep it up and it's lovely that you've dropped by to talk to us and remind us about this again today the Financial Foundation 0419835710 and the website as well and as you heard Rosalind will be manning the phones tomorrow and for the rest of the day today if you'd like to talk to her thanks for dropping in Rosalind thanks Sherry thanks a million Here's an interesting one for you. Ratkenny Church Restoration Fund are holding a 24-hour walk and talk this weekend to raise funds for the restoration of the church roof. The event starts at 5 o'clock tomorrow, Saturday, and it ends at 5 on Sunday around the Ratkenny football grounds, followed by a barbecue to thank everyone for taking part or supporting. And you can join in at any stage. They'd love to see you at the Ratkenny football grounds from 5 to 5. That's tomorrow to Sunday. Interesting, isn't it? Walk and talk for 24 hours. Don't think I can even do it myself. And I can talk, I can tell you. Now, fears have been raised that all the progress made in road safety in recent years is about to be lost because the number of people who've died on Irish roads is up 7% this year. 89 people this year between January and the 28th of July. Six more than the same period last year. And those figures from the Road Safety Authority. You know him well. He's a good friend of late lunch. Mick Finnegan is Road Safety Officer with Mead County Council and he's on the line. Afternoon, Mick. Good afternoon, Jerry. Does this get you down a bit, Mick? Uh, them figures are very disappointing, Jerry. They, they really are disappointing because there's such a huge effort being put in by so many agencies, including uh, county councils, road safety authority, Gardaí. There's a huge effort being put in, and it is disappointing to see them figures. In me, thankfully, and it's not thankfully at all, but we're the same as last year. We had three last year, this day, last year. We have three this year, which is six too many over the periods. But um, thankfully, it's not worse than that. Just looking at uh, what's underpinning these, Mick, and you've spoken about it before to us, alcohol, you know, is still the most detected intoxicant in drivers. So that message itself, the arrests are still happening. The arrests are still happening, Gary, and actually it's it's disappointing to see that the alcohol um, detections are up a further 8%. There was a period in last year in Mead alone where there were up a over 100% on the previous 12-month uh, period. They're up again 8% on this time last year. In, in fact, all the main ones, speed detections are up a massive 48% nationally, and that is an awful horrendous figure. 
wearing of seatbelts. Now, people should know about seatbelts for the last 20 years. Wearing of seatbelts detections are up by 27%. Mobile phone use, which is another killer, really a killer. The uh, mobile phone use, their detections are up by 11%. And drug analysis, albeit that they were starting from a low base, they're up 40% uh, this time. But that would be from a relatively low base because... The drug analysis only came in, in it's a recent uh, arrival. Yes, it's a new one, and that is cannabis and cocaine being detected in drivers as well. But all those things combined make all serving and, and underpinning these figures. And the other thing I saw, Mick, is, here's an interesting one, one in four fatalities happens on a Sunday. One in four, actually there's 40%, there's um, one in four of the fatalities happen on a Sunday. There's four, four, 40%. 40% happen on a Sunday and Monday. Right. That's uh, from Sunday morning, from 12 o'clock on Saturday night to uh, running up into Monday morning. A massive 40% are happening in that period, which is January and February has been really bad this year. There have been 16 fatalities in each of them two years. And um, another interesting statistic, Jerry, this is national figures now. The highest number of fatalities <coughs> so far this year excuse me Joy, is in the age group over 66 years of age which is up five five uh, deaths on this time last year and that is a, a worrying trend as well and the reason you're with us Mick we head into probably the busiest bank holiday of the year on the roads the August bank holiday long weekend coming up this weekend yeah. and Mick what do you want to say to listeners today to, to do and just to be cognizant of over the next 72 hours or so well, Jerry, it's very simple. The, the main things that's causing the fatalities, that they, can, we, they can be boiled down to a few things. Speeding, non-wearing a seatbelt, using mobile phones while driving, and it can't, I, I, that horrifies me. Section 49 is back in the equation again. Drug use by younger people is back in the equation, and fatigue. If people would take them things on board, every single driver, every single fatality is preventable. They, they all happen as a result of someone doing something stupid or something that shouldn't have happened. And driver behaviour, the reality, it must improve. I know everyone is doing their best, but driver behaviour must improve. And until it does improve considerably, unfortunately, the figures will not be good. And you only have to look at the advertising campaigns, listen to them on radio, look at, you know, the carnage that ensues for families and people mm. all over the country. Absolutely. It's, it's horrendous for uh, families, it's horrendous for friends, for communities. Uh, a death, a sudden death is terrible and um, it just brings so much grief on the place. And it's the tragedy a lot is that there are so many of them should not have happened and they are preventable. Mick, thank you for joining us on the show today. Really do appreciate it and I hope people listen intently to your words and you're doing a great job there with Mead County Council and you always are a champion of safety on the road and keep it up, Mick. Thank you very much, Jerry. Thank you indeed. Thanks. That's Mick Finnegan there, Mead County Council Road Safety Officer. Just to remind everybody heading into this weekend of all our responsibilities and I'm as guilty myself, I have to say, but I have to be reminded and I have to think of these things. I do agree, I still see the amount of people using phones in cars and there's no need for it today. There's hands-free like it is there and you really need to be careful with that as well because your mind can stray a bit, that's for sure, but that's one area that we can all do something about and stop using them in the cars and of course speed alcohol you know are no-nos 
slow down, slow down. That's the message and many messages coming from uh, Mick Finnegan there this afternoon. Now, let me remind you about something else this weekend that may be of interest to you in the North East. The County Meath Air Show in aid of Down Syndrome Ireland. And it's happening this very weekend, this Sunday, OK? It's at a small County Meath airfield. It's Ballyboy Airfield just outside Athboy. The gates open at 11 o'clock. Everybody is welcome to come along. And a feature of the day is a wonderful performance by the Irish Air Corps. Uh, They're going to be there. And up to 70 other flyers will be there of planes and helicopters. And the day concludes with a Ballyboy barbecue. That should be special. Now, Ballyboy Airfield, it's just 10 minutes from the M3 Junction 9 on the N51. So that's 10 minutes from M3 Junction 9 on the N51. Gates open at 11 and it's a tenner for a car. And believe it or not, they've raised €50,000 so far for Down Syndrome Ireland. It's going to be a great day there on Sunday. Enjoy that one. Up next on the show, a lot of people angry, sad, annoyed about this. There's going to be no music at the gate, Lawrence's Gate, in the FLA this year. The founder of music at the gate, Darrow Haley, is with me next. The FLA is happening very shortly in Drogheda. Yes, the 11th to the 18th of August. And there are so many events happening all over the Drogheda and Greater Drogheda area. And of course, the competition end of the FLA is so important for all the people who come from all over the world to compete in the competitions. But it's a huge social event as well. And it's bringing traditional music and performance to the people. And one of the stellar outstanding moments and events of last year's FLA and subsequently I have to say has been music at the gate at St Lawrence's Gate the famous Lawrence's Gate in Drogheda but news breaking in the last couple of days that there will be no music at the gate during the FLA this year so why is this? I'm joined on the line today by the man who founded Music at the Gate, Darrow Haley. Thank you so much for joining me on the show There is such disappointment Darrow. What's happened? What happened Jerry was a very unfortunate mistake, uh, I believe. So we had been told that Music at the Gate had exclusive access to the gate or had access to the gate. And, and then what, whatever happened, uh, that couldn't happen. Uh, now, there is an agreement between the FLA and RTE that, uh, this, that they have access to the gate on the Saturday. Uh, and I have to say, RTE and the FLA and everybody involved when when this came to light when this concept came to light they worked overtime like i got emails at half 11 at night we had meetings on sunday morning at 12 o'clock uh everybody in rde uh well it's actually red Sheep production um the flat Joel, everybody like candy council really worked very hard to try and resolve this conflict but just we ran out of time you know, because because this was noticed uh, so close to the FLA, it gave everybody involved very little time to get this resolved uh, in time to, for the FLA to begin. I hear what you're saying, but just to tease it out a little bit, RTE want access to the gate for what they're proposing to do on the final weekend of the FLA, is it? Yeah, correct. So if you look at any of the RTE programmes, and I've been a, a huge fan and will be, I'll continue to be a, a huge fan of the RTE programmes for the FLA. They've done this for, oh, I'd say 40, 50 years. It's a beautiful reflection of the FLA. What happens is they'll get a few people to start playing music and they'll generally be really, really high quality musicians. And a crowd will organically build around those musicians. 
And what they've chosen to do this year, which is a fantastic reflection on Drogheda, is to have that those musicians playing at Larnes' Gate and have the crowd organically build around those musicians. So it's going to look amazing. It really is going to look amazing. And it's going to be a real reflection on Drogheda. But Dara, here's the thing. That is towards the latter part of the FLA. Why can't music at the gate happen in the guise that happened last year and since with you guys in some of the days during the FLA? Because it was a 77-hour programme. And it would be like saying to uh, somebody who's writing a play, Listen, you have an hour for the play. Um, now I want you to take 20 minutes off it. And the person who's doing that play would say, well, hold on, where's your finale gone? So you have, and others along with you, been working towards a 77-hour programme of Music at the Gate for the duration of the FLA, and that's now totally gone. Uh, correct. But again, I'll stress, it's gone, but people did work very hard to save it. It just couldn't happen in time. You know, in life, I believe there's always a solution. Maybe I just look always on the glass half full, but I always believe there is a way when there's a will. This is hugely disappointing, I'm sure, to you and the people who've put in all the time, to the performers who are all looking forward to performing at the gate. I'll say to you, Jerry, that I would be equally as positive in my outlook on, on life. And the way I see this, and let me very, be very clear, is music at the gate isn't for the fly. I've already, I've always said that. Next year, we will do it. The year after, well, I'm saying we'll do it. We'll hopefully do it. We'll see what the support is like. Music at the Gate was going to be a part of the FLA, but it's a big event. 77 hours of music is a huge amount of music in in one week. I will be delighted to do it again in the future. And it will be the the centre stage of of whatever event happens that week. So Drogheda and its musical tradition, its musical pride, and its participation in traditional music specifically, That will hopefully continue if I have anything to do with it next year. You are so generous in what you've done and what you say to me today because I'm sure deep down there has to be pangs of disappointment with with you. But you're putting the town and the image of the town first. Uh, I am, but also I am a massive supporter of FLA. I've been to, I'd say, every FLA in the past 20 years. I absolutely love the buzz of the FLA. And I think that's what people in Drogheda and everywhere will focus on, is the buzz of the FLA. When when everybody's in full swing on the Friday and Saturday, OK, some people think, and me included, God, the video music is okay, isn't running because we had a great lineup on the Saturday. Uh, but look, uh, the the overriding uh, thought, I'm positive, at that on those days will be, OK, it's not running, but look, the FLA is in Drogheda. We have 500,000 people on our streets, and I know the FLA will do an amazing job. Let's look at the positive. We have a week still of fantastic musicians. We have Frankie Gavin, we have Zoe Conway, we have uh, Nathan Carter. We have great musicians coming for that week. It's going to be an amazing week. Okay, music at the gate's not running, but there are so many other performances. The Cayley Picnic, the Trinity Quarter... uh, There's a coffee shop opening uh, up on the Fair Green as well, and they're going to have outdoor music. It's going to be an amazing week. So music at the gate's not running okay, and that's an awful pity. And I'm, I'm, I'm still, t- I'm still kind of taking stock of all of that. And it really, it has been personally a blow because I put a massive amount of work into this. But the message I want to get out there is the FLA has and will be an amazing event. Trust me on that. One last thing before I let you go. 
and I have such admiration for you and, and the words you've spoken to me today. Was there any possibility of doing this anywhere else or was that just not a runner? It's a really good question and thank you very much for asking it. It was possible, right? First and foremost, the comfort and safety of musicians and the audience was of paramount to me. So I, in, in consultation with the guards, St. John Ambulance, Order of Malta, the fire service, the ambulance service, safe events, flag the county council, I put together a very comprehensive, uh, fact-filled 16-page document. Now, 16 pages doesn't seem like a lot, but it's, it was very fact-filled, uh, drawing on two pieces of legislation related to running outdoor events. For me to do that again within two weeks, while also I needed to shore up uh, Monday and Tuesday's uh, performances because I, I needed it. it was a bit light on the Monday and Tuesday. So I needed to work on that on Monday and Tuesday instead of rewriting an entirely new safety statement and getting all of that sorted. So it just wouldn't have been doable in time to change the event while ensuring safety and comfort and enjoyment for everybody involved. So thank you for asking me the question. Not at all. And thank you for joining us on Late Lunch today. You're one fine fella, I have to say. I've always admired you and I even admire you more. And I'm, I'm sure so many people do as well, listening to what you have to say today. The fly is coming and it is going to be fantastic. I say again, it's just a pity that music at the gate isn't happening, but it's only a temporary sus. It'll be back bigger and better than ever, as you said to us. Darren, thanks for joining me on Late Lunch today. Thank you, Jerry, and thank you to everybody for the, for the support. It's very appreciated. Just listening to your road safety discussion, Jerry. on my way back to work, I've counted already four cars with people driving on their mobile phones and three others, no seatbelts on children at a busy roundabout in Navin. It's a regular occurrence. My oh my, do people never ever learn? Yes, McFinnigan Road Safety Officer with Mead County Council, we're talking to him earlier on. Will you belt up all children and make sure they're secured and put them blinking phones down? Oh, look, it'd just make you mad, wouldn't it, if you thought about it too much? Uh, now, let's go to our competition to, today and all this week from Signature Furniture, M1 Retail Park, Drogheda, and, of course, the big outlet at Dramiskin Castle, Bellingham. Their big stock disposal sale is on at the moment. Give them a shout at Dramiskin Castle, Bellingham, and they look after you if you're looking for chairs, sofas, dining, beds, mattresses, occasional furniture. It ends on Monday at 6 o'clock. That's this bank holiday Monday. Now, all this week, I've been reading three little phrases for you with a word missing in each, and then you send in all three to me. So, Louise, here we go again. I'm fed up being walked all over and treated like a door. Matt. Is correct. Get off your backside and do something instead of being a something critic. Armchair. Armchair critic is what we were looking for there. And a new something sweeps clean. Broom. Actually, that was a handy one, wasn't it? So we were looking for Matt armchair and broom and lots of people getting it right as has been your want all week on the show but there is only one winner of the lovely prize today it's a four foot six double sized divan set fabric basin headboard and pocket sprung mattress it's worth a euro short of 800 euro and who's going to be sleeping soundly or more soundly than ever before i'll tell you who it is matt armchair broom all correct Lisa Collier, Priory Lodge, Termin Feckin, the prize is yours. Well done to you. Congratulations. We'll be in touch. Health to wear. Enjoy your hours and hours of sound sleep, thanks to Signature Furniture. To come on late lunch, before we finish up today, Leon Blanche looks ahead to uh, the weekend sport. And we have a lovely wee story 
about a lighthouse off the coast of Dundalk. Time to look ahead to the weekend in sport and there's only one man from for us. It's Leon Blanche, communications manager with Boyle Sports. Afternoon, Leon. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Let's begin this evening with soccer. Dundalk not in action this weekend because they have another European trip in the Europa League next week. But Drogheda make the trip west to Galway. Yeah, they do. Um, I'm down here in Galway for the Galway races. And looking at this match, you would expect this is an opportunity for Drogheda to get back to winning ways after the scoreless draw with Cabin Teeley. They're 4-9. to nine. They're quite a short price. But they still are in second place, tied second place, uh, eight points off the leader, Shelburne. Galway are 11 to 2, and the draw here is 130. Hopefully, they can get back to winning ways, as I said, after that scoreless draw. And I think Drogheda should be able to claim all three points. It's looking like Shelburne at this stage. They have that cushion now with games running out. But that second place is vital, Leon, because you missed the first playoff two legged affair. Exactly, and it's very close. I mean, they're tied second on 42 points at the minute, and there's another team only two points off them with 40 points. So, yes, they want to finish second, and hopefully, I think they're good enough to do it, and I think it can start with tonight's victory against Galway down here in the west of Ireland. Yes, and that'll be a hat-trick. They've beaten Galway twice already over there and in United Park, so hopefully they'll make it three this evening. Now, Dundalk not in action, so let's move to Gaelic Games and the Super 8s because this is the final weekend before the All-Ireland Football semi-finals. Now, we'll deal with Group 2 first, Leon, because that's a done deal at this stage. Dublin and Tyrone have qualified for the semi-finals. It's a dead rubber for Cork and Roscommon. Cork play Roscommon, but the big game is Dublin-Tyrone and the dubs on the road heading up to play Tyrone on their home patch. Absolutely. And look, this is going to be, I think this is going to be quite a close contest. Um, Tyrone, it, it's definitely going to be a far smaller pitch than Crow Park. Uh, Mickey Hart will have his men roiled up here. I think you want to try and win uh, your group. So Tyrone have got the home advantage. But just looking at Dublin, they just seem to have so many players. The squad is so big. The reports are that we might see Dermot Connolly uh, get a bit of game time this Sunday. Like, what a player to bring back into your squad. One of the best GEA players, I think, of all time. He's got so much talent. But the competition for places in Dublin, that's why they've won the last four All-Irelands. If you stick with them, the first 15, when you see the players coming off the bench, that's what's won them. Uh, four Stan Maguire's in a row. Dublin are a very short price. However, they're one to three. Tyrone are three to one. I'm really looking forward to this game. I think Dublin will win. But I don't think it's going to be an easy victory. I think this is going to be a very hard-fought contest. And the dead rubber, Cork, Ross, Common. Cork have played well, mind you, in these uh, uh, Super 8s without achieving any points on the board. They'll be expected to beat Ross, Common. I'm sure they're favourites, Leon. Yes, they certainly are. You're right. They're 8-15. to 15. Ross, Common are 2-1. to one. And I do agree with you. I think Cork have played really well. They probably slipped up against their own, to be fair. They were exceptional in the first half. But the second half performance, it just wasn't up to scratch. And maybe that will be the making of them next year. They're still quite a young side. I fully expect them to beat Roscommon. As you said, it is a dead rubber. But I think Cork footballers will want to finish their season off with a victory at home. And I fully expect them to do that. Now, Group 1 is the intriguing one. Because sadly, bar Meath, Kerry, Donegal and Mayo have it all to play for. So let's deal with the Meath-Kerry game first. Meath playing for pride now against the Kingdom, but the Kingdom needing the win. The Kingdom do need the win, but I've also been impressed with Meath 
Jerry, to be fair, I think they've been very good up to maybe, what, 54 or 55 minutes in their two Super 8 games. And it's just been that kind of last quarter of an hour where they have kind of tired a little bit. And maybe, again, similar to Cork, maybe this will be the making of me going into next year. Mead are huge underdogs. They're 15 to 2, which is 7.5 to 1. And the Kingdom are 1 to 14. I have to say, I was very impressed with the standard of football in the drawn game between Kerry and Donegal. And I think Kerry will win. And Kerry will want, I think, to win and win comfortably to finish top of that group to avoid Dublin in the semi-final. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think Kerry will win and I think Dublin will win. And that could set up what an All-Ireland final that might be, Kerry against Dublin. But still, we've got semi-finals to concentrate on first. But there's one other game we haven't mentioned, and this is the one that I'm looking forward to this weekend. Mayo, Mayo on the road for years, successful. Donegal, All-Ireland champions recently as well. This could be a do-or-die game for both of these. Mayo are at home. What way does it split there? Absolutely. And look, I suppose if you had offered Mayo, win at home, and you're going to qualify into the All-Ireland semi-finals. They would have taken it after being defeated all those months ago in the Connacht Championship. Mayo are underdogs. They're 13 to 8. Donegal are 4 to 6. And the draw here, very interestingly, the draw has been backed. It's come into 15 to 2 from 17 to 2. I don't know how to call this game. I think this is going to be very tight indeed. I suppose you would have to say Donegal, they're worthy favourites. Mayo don't have the best record at home in Castle Bar. But whatever it is about Mayo, when it comes to a big game, Jerry, they seem to be able to perform. I'm really looking forward to this game myself. Very hard to call it. And maybe this could finish all square. Very similar to when Donegal played Kerry. It was very hard to separate those two sides. This might be the same outcome. Leon, thank you so much. Talk to you next Friday. All the best. Have a great weekend. You too, Leon. Leon Blanche there, communications manager with Boyle Sports, looking ahead to the big games of the weekend. Now, the Hall Bowling Lighthouse. When I heard Hall Bowling, I was thinking Cork, but not so. Let's hear more about it. Paul O'Sullivan is the MD of Carlingford Lock Ferries. Hello, Paul. Uh, hello, Jerry. Thanks for taking my call. Tell us about this Hall Bowling Lighthouse. Where is it? Well, Hall of the Line Lighthouse is at the mouth of Carlingford Lock and uh, the lighthouse itself is 34 metres tall. Um, it's 195 years old. It was the first uh, uh, automated lighthouse in Ireland in 1965, I believe. And the Newry Maritime Association have spearheaded an effort over the last four years to illuminate the lighthouse every August. So uh, four years ago, it was for the centenary of the Connemara Retriever uh, boating disaster in 1916 on the lock and uh, since then they've uh, commemorated the victims of the 116 helicopter crash in County Mayo in 2017 and uh, last year it was just as a, as a, in, in memory of all the pilots that have, that have passed away on the lock over the last 200 years so this year it's to remember everyone that has died on Carlingford Lock and also to promote water safety. So it's only a phonetic in my book. Hall Bowline, you pronounce it, as against Hall Bowline in Cork. No similarity. Uh, I believe they're spelt the same in actual yeah. fact. Uh, so yeah. there are two in the country. That's my understanding. There you go. Well, look, at that's news to me and I'm sure to a lot of people today. But listen, you guys uh, with the uh, ferries there, 
uh, have been ferrying people or are ferrying people out to see this illuminated lighthouse and it's been a massive hit. Uh, yes, so uh, we've we just decided, I guess, in the last uh, two weeks, seeing as though the Nuri Maritime Association had gone to the trouble of illuminating the lighthouse, that perhaps we should try and uh, provide a trip out to in proximity to the lighthouse for anyone that would have an interest. And to our to our surprise, um, there was a massive interest in it, so much so that after 48 hours of tickets going on sale via our Facebook page, uh, Carlingford Lock Ferry put on a second night. So we're, we're, we're providing this sailing tonight and also tomorrow night. There's going, going to be about 450 people all together over both nights. And even since the second night filled up, we've had dozens of, of, uh, of requests um, asking if there are any cancellations or availabilities. So per- perhaps we will you know, do another sailing maybe next week. We, we want to get the first couple of nights out of the way first and see if there are any little logistical issues and iron those out before we go again, you know. This is terrific. So anyone who's been disappointed, watch this space, keep in touch, uh, watch your Facebook page and you'll see what's happening. This could be happening again next week or perhaps the week after. Yeah, I think so. We're, we're um, you know, as, as I said, we've had a lot of interest in this. Um, it's, it's quite a unique uh, event. Um, you know, in, in the times we're in with uh, Brexit being discussed, uh, among, uh, you know, in all forums and among all media, at the moment, it's it's uh, it's this is a good news story. Um, you know, people from different communities, north and south, there's a lot coming together in the middle of Carlingford Lock to see quite a unique uh, spectacle. And it is unique in that Holby Line is the only offshore lighthouse in Ireland or Britain to be externally illuminated. You know, through community uh, activism, I guess, with uh, the Nuri Maritime Association going to the trouble and James McGreevy there is someone I, I need to to particularly thank um, for allowing us to be involved in this endeavour. Listen, it's great to just catch a word with you and highlight this for you and uh, good luck with the uh, events going on this weekend. I'm sure everybody will enjoy it and word the mouth will build this further when they come back and it's great to hear there's no Brexit in the lock. We're all working together. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Paul. Wish you well. Thank you. Take bye care. Bye. Bye-bye. bye-bye. That's Paul O'Sullivan, MD of Carlingford Lock Ferries and you can check it out. Hull Bowline, H-A-U-L B-O-W-L-I-N-E Lighthouse Illumination. If you look up that uh, online or on Facebook, you'll get all the details there. But it's something special and something uh, unique and something that's really taken off and fired the imaginations. And I'm sure it will happen again over the weeks ahead because it's illuminated until the 31st of August. Anyway, that's a lot on late lunch for another week. Any plans for the weekend uh, out uh, your neck of the woods? Uh, football blitzes tomorrow oh. and after that we will decide what we do. <laughs> Good woman yourself. We'll have she's, to go up early tomorrow. She's never off the road. <laughs> that little well I say it on the I'm air. No, I'm not going to say it on the air. No, I'm not going to say it. I told you she's like something that's always on the road but it's unmentionable this afternoon. <laughs>
Do you ever hear that saying? You're never off the road like cow shows. Anyway, Thanks, that's Harry. our final word. <laughs> we, better, we better wrap it up now. That's parents who have children and they are, live outside of the metropolis areas. You have to do a lot of travelling. It goes with the territory, doesn't it? You do, anyway, yeah. thank you, Louise, for you're everything you do for Late Lunch. I couldn't do this without that woman, I'll tell you. She's absolutely brilliant. And to you, our listeners who join us every day, thanks for your company. Uh, we love to have you with us. To our guests during the weekend, to all, everyone who brought us stories and features, thanks so much. Have a lovely bank holiday weekend. Have a safe bank holiday weekend. And we'll be back with Late Lunch on Tuesday for a brand new week. See you then. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.